This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spread it like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 440, and we thank you for listening to this online listening experience in podcast form. Several ways you could do that and that be listen. You can go to markingout.com where you can listen to all the episodes there on your major podcasting applications. I'm talking with the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. Check it out all over there. Uh, social media wise, Facebook.com slash marking out, Twitter.com slash marking out, Instagram at marking out 11, YouTube.com slash marking out 11. We have shirts, and we thank everybody who purchased them over the 4th of July spectacular extravaganza, you could say, um, prowrestlingtees.com slash out. And if you want to email us, out one at gmail.com. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter, Chris Sweendog. Also, uh, back from a week of absence is Dave, who you could follow on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore Mo. Dave, how are you doing? Hey, hey, hey. This is Dave, the Rave, and I am back on Marking Out. I am so happy. Uh, yeah, this was lacking in my life last week, so I'm very happy to be back. I thought he was saying the show was lacking. <laughs> no, no, I needed some Marking Out in my life, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to be back. How uh, How's everything with you, Chris? Everything's great, and we are also here with the Count of Monte Fisto. Cousin Brandon, 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 Mustafa Brandley, um, Brandon Sandow, uh, Brand Raga. Uh, I forgot the Armando Galarraga. Armando Galarraga. Yeah, but I thought I put added a brand in there. Regardless, that's one prowrestlingtees.com slash market out. Still buy shirts. Uh, Brandon is with us at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always. Awesome. And how was your uh, 4th of July in your week? It was good. 4th of July. I went to see that movie yesterday about what ah, if the Beatles don't exist. I predicted the future. And how was it? Was it good? It was good. Uh, it, I, I mean, I, I didn't like really get the ending because, like, I, I, how does it exist without the Beatles? I definitely cannot wait to see it. But I thought it was really good. Um, there was a lot of things in that movie that I was like, Popping for left and right. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also, on Sunday, I saw... Did, did John Lennon make a cameo? I'm not going to spoil anything, but John Lennon's dead. Ah, uh, Yoko. Total Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> but on Sunday, I saw Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, yeah, and you were geeking. You texted me to geek I out of it. I texted Dave as well, told both of you to go see it that night or whatever. I think, I mean, far from home, we're far from a normal podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And I'm so bummed because the movie theater that I go to has been shut down for a rodent infestation. Yeah, I saw that. Dave <laughs> jokingly goes, oh, I'm going to go to a movie in Levittown. <laughs> yeah, also, no, that's gross. In, in regards to Long Island, did you see what's trending worldwide? 
Yeah. Hey, you guys want to go to, uh, get some bagels at uh, Bagel ba- Boston Bayshore? Bagel I don't even Boston. know they have Bagel Boston Bayshore. And, and can I let Why, you know, Joe Pesci is also trending worldwide because everyone's comparing him Joe to Pesci? Joe Pesci. A <laughs> little fellow, a little fellow, probably a li- maybe your height, goes into a bagel store and it's already filming and he goes, he he's like starts yelling and cursing at the, the people behind the counter and at the, the women behind whatever. And uh, eventually starts challenging people. And the one guy, like, stepped up and, like, slammed him to the floor and, like, started holding him down to, like, tell him not to treat women that way. And the woman's like, oh, I just wanted bagels. I just wanted bagels. Wait, what? I'm confused. What happened? It's, it's uh, This guy was yelling. I guess I'm assuming the guy walked in, placed his order, whatever. Maybe, I don't know, maybe, like, hit on the woman behind the counter whatever. But he start the video starts with him yelling like I I get the same reaction all over the all over the place the same smirk with women biting their lips whatever people laugh at me I guess because he's got like a Napoleon complex it seems where he's yeah. afraid of his height or Girls something don't like me. yeah I remember back in the day when I was like four foot and had one of those <laughs> definitely not anymore yeah he's like <laughs> I get the same reaction from everybody. The same smirk, the same bit lip. Hey, want to fight about it? I feel I, I don't know. In, in some in some parts, I feel bad for the guy. Obviously, he's he had a it's not not physically okay with himself. Yeah, I mean, but still, but that that's what put long that's what that's what puts Long Island on the map in yeah, today's I, news. I really want to see this video now. Oh yeah, it's all over the place. It's great. That's unfortunate. That that's what Long Island's like, uh, getting out there for today. Yeah. A lot of uh, foul language. I, oh, I yeah. wonder, hey. like, could the guy, the guy that took him down, could technically be arrested? No. No, because I think he was an employee. He was an employee. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I, I just. Guy, I gotta the, say, the, that's the little thing... fellow. The little fellow's like, "You want a piece of me? Come at me, bro." <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, I don't want to, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's great. I mean, okay, so Spider-Man, Spider-Man was was fantastic. I think everybody should go see it. It's definitely it's part of the MCU. So if you like every other movie. It was like the end of Phase Three. This thing. This was the final nail in Phase Three. I thought it was a perfect ending to Phase Three. And uh, yeah, I don't know how you can't like jump on like I need to go see it right away. I think Spider Man might be one of. I think it's more of one of my favorite characters, other than like Captain America. In the MCU or in Marvel Comics? Yeah, I don't care about comics. No offense to comic book readers and writers. I think Drax is my favorite character. Oh, uh, he's a good character. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. But why is Drax? (laughs) That's that's a reference to one of the movies. But uh, yeah, Spider Man. I think honestly was. I think for me, a lot of people I read on the internet saying this too. They said it was better than Endgame. For, I, for me, it was better than Endgame too. My friend Mike said no, it wasn't better than Endgame for him, but I, it was just more enjoyable, like a, a lot more like uppity laughter and stuff. And uh, honestly, I think it was might be my top five of my favorite MCU movies, 
I just want to get out there and see uh, this David. Spider-Man movie really, really bad because it's. I'm assuming that it builds up into like you were talking about that other phasing and stuff like that. And yeah, and also I think uh, we have San Diego Comic Con coming up, so that's probably a big place for because as of now we don't know anything for phase four yeah we have makes- like rumors like oh yeah guardians of the galaxy three captain marvel two or whatever another ant-man movie but nothing's announced yeah so either san diego comic-con or d23 or both i think those are uh prime target for uh new information it. for phase four yeah and, I, guess, I mean, dude, the, the, the mid mid credit scene, the after credit scene, both are like mid credit scene, top tier. Yeah, what do you mean? That's not like a oh oh thing. oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I yeah. Was like, yeah. I all right. I'm just gonna say I have this video up, and I actually do feel bad. I, I mean, I can't listen to them. What's happening? They're cursing a lot. They're cursing a lot. Yeah. I, I feel bad. Like this guy got totally taken out. Well, I mean, he challenged the guy. He goes, you want to step up, bro? I'm not afraid. And, dude, he, he like, chest bumps the other dude. Like, I'm not afraid of you, bro. Uh, fight me. I don't know. Sometimes oh people just God. have to learn to, like, I feel like in order to man up, you have to walk away. That's the true. That's the way to really go about it. You walk. You know when to walk away. Yeah, that guy so. should have found the wizard, gone down the yellow brick road. Gotten a, gotten a damn brain. <laughs> Brandon is on point tonight, ladies and gentlemen. If you Bravo give me a Brandon. second, if you give me a second, I, and I get rid of my smile, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> We're off to get some bagels. <laughs> some bagels on Long Island. <laughs> What else? What else you got? Where, where else can we take this, huh? We got cream, <laughs> yeah. cream cheese, butter, locks, and heads. Oh, this is where the set goes downhill. All right. So, what else happened to you, Brandon? Speaking of, uh, yeah. Speaking of ingredients, I, I, uh, I marinated burgers this week. You ever do that? I don't know why. I thought that you were going to say I got married. No. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, continue. Have you ever marinated burgers before? Uh, it just like think... it just hit me that last week. I'm like, why don't why don't people marinate burgers? So I made a mix of marinade. I, I used barbecue sauce, um, uh, onion powder, soy sauce, Worcestershire sauce, and balsamic vinegar. And then in the meat itself, I mixed up chopped uh, Vidalia onion and brown sugar. And Ooh. it was kind of it was kind of loose. So I was worried about that, but I marinated it for like 30 minutes or so, maybe an hour. Tossed it on the grill. It kind of fell apart a little bit, but not not really terribly. Okay. Um, and honestly, I put Swiss cheese on it, then flipped it. So it was like the bottom with the melted cheese and then put provolone on top. Tasted just like uh, French onion soup to me. It was wow. so good. And then I made them today again. Forgot the brown sugar. So it was even more loose even looser yeah (laughs) and they just most for the most part they fell apart but they were still they were still really good um so i would recommend marinating the burger and i I think next time i might just grind up uh ritz crackers or salted butter crackers if you will and uh put that into there and i they were so good 
But uh, aside from that, I watched Stranger Things season two and three because season two, I <laughs> I was like, I I just kept putting it off. And, okay. uh, and I didn't realize it was two years already since season two. No yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh. I, thought, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I am halfway through season three right now. Uh, and things just start picked up for the the big time. And um, I was like, glued. I wanted to watch another episode last night, but Rachel was like falling asleep while watching him. So, you know, I, I did not know that Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke had a daughter. I didn't even know they were like at one point in a relationship. Who's their daughter? She is the one that works at the mall. Really? Yep. Oh, what's her name? She's great. She's Robin. a great character. Yes, Robin. She, she looks. I think she looks a lot like Ethan Hawke. I'm sure she'd be happy to hear that. But yeah. Okay, I have to bring this up right now. So there's an owner from a Bagel Boss, potentially that one. And did you see what they tweeted out or no? No. If anybody comes in and mentions the video, they get a free mini bagel. Yes. Yeah. Not just a regular bagel, but if you mention this video, you get a free a mini, mini bagel. bagel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my you, god! You get a free mini bagel, <laughs> not not a normal size bagel, not a regular, but you get a free mini bagel. Oh my god! I saw something that Blue Point was like, "Oh hey, we only wanted to make short beers today, and they were only making eight ounce cans." <laughs> oh my god! Terrible. Wow. Um, all right, cool, Dave. What about yourself? Um, this week has been just a whirlwind of everything, like combined with last week and this week. Um, my uncle was in a, a wild, uh, accident. Luckily he's okay and safe, uh, where, yeah, with his, his truck. And then my grandma's going in and out of the hospital because of her blood pressure. So it's just been such a wild and crazy, uh, week where it feels like, like the past two weeks have blown by. Um, but yeah, everything has just been wild but i'm very happy to be on the podcast and yeah what about you chris um yeah it's been a, it's been a fun week i should say uh fourth of july we uh hit ihop in the morning oh. then went to adventureland wait, then wait, went to my wait, parents wait. house for don't, a... don't, don't just skip over ihop ihop i'd what like to it? hear what you get at ihop i i got trace leche's pancakes brand new trace on, on america's birthday that sounds sweet uh, it was, but then I got the hash browns, the over easy eggs, and the bacon on the side also. Because I knew, you know, it was a, we had a long day, and we were all over the place, so I wanted to make sure I eat a nice, big, fatting breakfast to burn off through the entire day. Well, how, how was Adventureland? It was great. They had that, by the time, uh, that new coaster is there? Yeah, we didn't... I, my kids can't go on that. I go on Why, the, is the it route. Like, is it extreme? It, it spins around, yeah. It's oh. pretty, pretty extreme. How dis- it, no, you, did you do the... But then it spins. The the car wow. itself spins? Yes, car itself spins. I think, I don't know if they said that was like one of the only coasters in the world that does that. Really? I, I'm not sure if, I, if I'm like misremembering. Okay. But, uh. But yeah, no, we, like the kids got, we got the kids like, um, like a season pass for like three months. Oh. Because, yeah, so like. We went, and by the time we left around, like, one thirty, people just started, like, piling in. And, like, we hit up all, like, the rides the kids can go on beforehand. So it was Haunt, cool. Haunted house? 
Uh, Jordan is an inch too short for it. Oh. Yeah, and they're, they check them. Can I tell you how disappointed I was with that haunted house? Very disappointed, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, because Well, okay, so when we were children, the haunted house was, like, decent. With, like, the bubble gum all over the door. Mm-hmm. And then... As the years went by, they replaced that one with another one, which people thought was the same exact one, but it was built completely differently. Completely different. As in, like, the one that we had as kids had to be, like, disassembled. This one was just, like, placed there. So it was, like, you could just, like, lift it up and take it out, I believe. And then they finally replaced it with the one that you, like, you you ride up. Instead of being on the ground, you're on the ceiling. And it's like a second story, but there's like nothing mm-hmm. in it. It was so disappointing. Like the guy, the guy, the guy come, I get out of it and the guy goes, so were you scared? I was like, oh, are you, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember last time I went to Adventureland, that was my total experience. Like I remembered it being, it was a lot more fun and the animatronics and everything that they had going on. But they reduced it so much, and now it's like well lit inside. Yeah, like you can you can really see so much. Dude, I remember. And... Do you remember when we were kids? We went there and we had a flashlight, <laughs> and we got out, and the the ride operators like we saw what you were doing in there. And we were like, I remember. Oh, I remember we used to throw like M and M's and Skittles or something. I don't think I don't remember doing that. I I just remember shining the flashlight and inside. Like the all like the wallpaper or painted on the wall was like all this surf art, which was like so weird to me because nobody sees that. Mm-hmm. Like, why was it? What was the point of all that art being on the wall if nobody ever sees it? Maybe it was from that surf city or whatever that thing was. Yeah, I don't know the surf. Maybe ride. they. Yeah. All right. yeah, yeah. Anyway, so continuing on with my week, <laughs> so Brandon hijacks my with the, with the rest we, with we the talk. rest of your Fourth of July. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then went to my parents' house and just barbecued and hung out. And then uh, came home and started watching Stranger Things. And that was that. Saturday, uh, I went to MCU Park in Coney Island, Brooklyn. That threw go me. See Cyclones came. That threw me for a second. I Why? Was like, I was like, MCU? <laughs> I forgot I was, that was the I name. Was yeah, the same. Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, I was Dude, just it was, the same thing. It was really good. Well, we got free tickets, so we... We went and it was Grateful Dead night, so everybody got a Brooklyn Cyclones. Well, the first uh, fifteen hundred people that went in got their Brooklyn Cyclones hat. We got ours because I don't want to miss a, ever miss a promotion, you know, especially free stuff. Of course, but it's a great fitting hat. I and don't give two poops if it's a Brooklyn Cyclones hat, which is a uh, minor league affiliate of the Mets. It's a great, great fitting hat. It fits perfectly going forwards. It fits perfectly backwards. And, you know, it was a good, good, good game. Got to see my, uh, my boy, the manager of the Brooklyn Cyclones. Edgardo Alfonso. <laughs> I am so glad that we're on the same brainwave that that actually worked out. Um, and that, that was that. And then uh, Sunday, I uh, took uh, Jordan and my niece to a Ducks game. Long Island Ducks. A really cool stadium. They have a cool thing out there. Uh, Sundays is family day, so the kids got to run the bases afterwards, which was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Any, uh, I, I know this is probably a no, but since they're 80% off, are you going to take advantage, advantage of Mets tickets at all? I already, I'm going to a Mets uh, Cubs game. Oh, 
You already yeah, got for tickets, though? Yeah, well, Rachel's uh, aunt and uncle gave them to us. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, cool. I, yeah. I, that's really cool. And that's the Grateful Dead one. It actually sounds really cool. Like, uh, so it's all tight. Like, yeah, they had special jersey, uh, jerseys on, and that was about it. All right. So, but like, at least you got hats out of it. I uh, mean, unlike the Seinfeld night that Dave went to. Yeah, uh, that's a good thing about City Brandon. Is he rem- he remembers what I actually do during the week. Um, yeah, so I actually went to a Mets game too, uh, and they had Seinfeld night. So they were giving out Jerry Seinfeld bobblehead dolls. Did you get one? Yeah, I got Sorry. one, and then I was going to grab another one, but unfortunately I couldn't find another one anywhere. And outside there's got, like people offering $5 to anybody walking out to buy one of their bot to buy their bobblehead doll off of them and i'm like thinking i'm like oh man i should do that and then i told brandon i'm like dude do you want me to offer someone some five dollars or something see if anybody will sell it and he decided to not take me up on that offer yeah well but, i said, I said were- it's like the experience of going to the game and getting the bobblehead yeah which david yeah. missed he missed the first pitch jerry seinfeld threw out coming out to brock lesnar's theme song by the way Oh, man, I oh where was I that they were playing? I think it was the Ducks game where they were playing Triple H's music. King of Kings or the game? The game. Yeah. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Do they uh, have like first pitch ceremonies at Cyclones? I've only been once. They did. I forget who it was. Um, but I, yeah, I, it was cool. I went with Brad one time around July 4th also. Yeah. I, like, And most importantly... Uh, we went to Nathan's and got some hot dogs, baby. Yeah. What'd you get on hot it? Anything? Dogs, baby. Uh, just ketchup. No sauerkraut. No, it was just too busy, and I just wanted to kind of inhale my dogs and uh, go get my free gimmicks. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, like, it was it was a fun packed week, and uh, you know, next week I'll be on vacation, and the week after that I'll be uh, away for work. So it's uh, July, uh, and I'm picking up a lot of work at the restaurant this week since I'm going away. So. There you go. I have you guys ever uh, been recently to one of the Mets games or any game in a suite or no? Never. I gotta say they have the best food. I took full advantage of the the buffet that they had. I had hot dog, sausage, uh, chicken finger. I had French fries. You name it. Potato chips. Way too much. Uh, did they? Yeah. Did they have any desserts for you guys? Yeah, they had a bunch of cookies. They had s'mores, dude. The yeah. s'mores that like comes in like a uh, like a pop tart, pop tart. Yeah, form, yeah. Those yeah. were literally. I hate s'mores, and that was literally one of my favorite things that I've ever had at a baseball game. I like, actually did not I, try it, that, dude. I, I mean, I can understand why you wouldn't have tried it, maybe yeah. because of cross contamination or whatever. It, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I miss. I have not been in a suite in forever. And I have not been to a Mets game in forever. I, I bought a Shea Stadium shirt that I made myself years ago and have not been to a Mets game yet to wear it. No, you, Mark. We should, we should go, you know? Speaking of Mark, you know what happened, I believe, five years ago today? No. Uh, Dave, and I, Dave and I met Taylor Swift. Oh, nice. That's going to be the picture of the week. crazy that it's fun? Nah, it's, I already tied it in by saying... Far from podcasting. <laughs> that is pretty crazy that it's already been so. Uh, oh, I got it. I love 4th of July. 
I didn't really talk about it, but 4th of July, I didn't know where to go. I was going from running to the TV to my backyard because they were lighting stuff off the street over. And I'm like, I'm such a child when it comes to fireworks. All I want to do is keep running to all of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we saw a couple and then like on the way home. On the way home, like we could see people in the in their backyards, like. Like they land right over you and it's like, oh, goodness. Oh, my. (laughs) It's like John Ulrud. Yeah. No. All right. Uh, So we've had a fun, exciting week and let's get down to we've got, you know, you feel like and I said this to Brandon earlier, I think like isn't July is June, July, August supposed to be like the slow months for professional wrestling. I feel like it's been nuts. It it's really amped up this summer and I and I love it. I'm I looking know. I'm looking at the poster for Fight for the Fallen and I believe the whole thing is crooked. Really? What do you mean? I don't know if this is like meant to be like that, but the logo looks it's it's not it's not straight. Let's see. I'm on Wikipedia. Yeah, well it's Wikipedia. Well, I mean, they t- they typically have the actual event posters. I think it's supposed to be just a little bit crooked. Oh, yeah, it the- is crooked. Yeah, I think that it's pro- yeah, it's supposed to be. But yeah. we we do have uh, fight for the fallen at well, Brandon. That's not what oh we right. Go Sorry, there was TNA <laughs> Impact Wrestling Slam anniversary this weekend. Jordan's here. Jordan, you want to say hi to the podcast? Hi. Hello. Hey. Not that I think you could hear me. <laughs> hey, Jordan. Um, and, yeah, we had Slammiversary this past Saturday uh, in Dallas, Texas. Um, I actually got a chance to watch most of this. And, you know, besides what looked like a very small crowd, mm-hmm. it was an awesome event. Spectacular. Very well done by Impact Wrestling. Um no major titles changed hands because two days before the Impact Take Team Champions Championship changed hands, LAX lost their titles to the North. Who's the North? It's uh, Ethan it, Page and Josh Alexander. Yeah. So it seems as LAX might be done, especially since they lost this rematch. They oh, might they be did? done. Yeah, well, the North. Defeated LAX and the, and the Rascals. And the Rascals, yeah. But that was the planned match always for that. Oh, well, I um, meant like, I, oh, right. Yeah, actually. No, the titles were on the line. Yes, they were. They were. Um, you had Taya Valkyrie defending her knockout championship in a Monsters Ball match. She successfully uh, retained in that. Cool spot that- by Jessica Havoc doing the second rope uh, tombstone pile driver. Is this the first time a women's competed? No, uh, women have competed in a monsters ball match. Third, third, third uh, from my count at least. Yeah, we were we talked about this last week on the podcast. Yeah, it was uh, Taylor, uh, Taylor Wilde and Daphne, uh, Rosemary and somebody else I forget who, and then this one. And then uh, Rich Swan defeated Johnny Impact. They're talking how that might be a Johnny Impact Swan song in Impact Wrestling as his contract's coming up. Rosemary so, and Jade, Mia Yim. Where would he go? Yeah, that's cool. I mean, he's an actor, so maybe he'll get more into acting and just kind of take the indie bookings on the side. You know, he I, he should have been bigger in WWE. Oh, oh, I know. He should have been the world champion. And we, we <laughs> but, probably said that on the podcast. But then again, it's like you go out, have experience, get ex- get more experience and whatnot. 
and maybe the door is open. Yeah. John I mean, Morrison. <laughs> John Morrison. <laughs> uh, Brian Cage defeated Mike Elgin. Uh, after the match, a mystery man came in and attacked Brian Cage, giving him a score, and this guy doing the same mannerisms and had the same build as Rhino. What's and weird the- here is that Moose has been on a uh, an anti-ECW tear, basically, right? Yes. So he's been defeating all these ECW guys. Slammiversary, he defeated RVD. Yep. And here you have maybe Rhino interfere, or not interfere, but come out afterwards in this match. Wouldn't you, like, place him? In those ECW guys. Yeah, you're Moose? totally right. But what's interesting here is that apparently Rhino's contract doesn't expire until the 17th of July. Maybe that's why he's under a mask. The first Ooh. ever WWE superstar in Impact Wrestling. Hmm. With that the exception of with Robbie or Rory. That's pretty uh, pretty cool fact. Oh, yeah. So, remember that? Wow. I'm Robbie. I remember. That's still like such a like ugh, move that they did. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a little bit sour. I still can't believe they did that. that. Yeah, but Ugh. with with that entire Rhino thing, but who did he make the save for? No, not make he the made... save. He he gored uh, Brian Cage. But who, who is he in the ring the, with? He's the Impact World Champion. He was going after Brian Cage. Oh, that was Cage, which okay, could be yeah. cool. Which it could be cool for that because if he works a program with Brian Cage, it's like kind of like reminiscent of the NXT days of Rhino. Yeah, Don Callis was it in this? Don Callis doesn't wrestle, brother. No, no, but he wasn't involved in this at all. No. For, for some reason, when I saw the clip, I thought that that was Don Callis in the ring that he that Rhino was making a safe. <laughs> oh no, maybe no. I, I forget. I'm sorry about that. No, no, no. I like I like from I only saw uh, the very short video of it. And I thought that it was Don Callis in the ring with someone else, and then someone else took the, the gore. And I was just like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's kind of like ECW The Network with Callis and uh, oh, Rhino. Man. Imagine they but, bring that back. Yeah, but I didn't realize that. that I, I didn't know that that was not Don Callis. Yeah. So, and then uh, yeah, your main event. so much like Brian Cage. <laughs> <laughs> and your main event of the evening was an intergender match with Sammy Callahan defeating Tessa Blanchard. Uh, Sammy Callahan giving her the nod of respect afterwards. What a brutal match. People I see trashing like, oh, how dare they not have Tessa win? No, but this is what I, I read online somewhere. I forgot what thing, but they were saying that they always wanted Sammy to go over because they they keep Tessa Blanchard in like, they didn't want to give her the Roman Reigns treatment. They, they think that she's like their top star in Impact Wrestling. Like, I wouldn't put it past them if she won the world title rather than the knockout title. Yeah, I see but that. They, they say they don't want to give her the Roman Reigns treatment where, like, she she comes in, she gets everything. And especially like, you – in a match like this, especially especially with intergender wrestling, you want them – like, you would expect Tessa Blanchard to go over. And say, like Sammy didn't need the win here. It was more of a Tessa Blanchard going over because you know she's going to be the face of Impact Wrestling. The new day are here. The new day's on right now, guys. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, but any anywho, imagine they're so actually they at def- your door. Well, no, Jordan's watching. <laughs> I, I know that. Oh, I I actually okay. I'll say it later. Oh, oh I thought you were going to say you actually thought New Day was at Chris's house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say yes or no, but maybe. 
But surprise. that's why they give Sammy. That's why they give Sammy the win. That's why they didn't think the test Tessa needed the. Uh, he had a tape on. Tell him, tell him we're not up to that yet. He's pulling a Dave. He's getting ahead of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's cool. Hey, man, intergender wrestling. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure. I don't want to trash it at all. I don't want to trash this match. I think they all put a fourth of an effort. From the gifts, you know? it looked awesome. Yeah. The, the moves out on the ramp were, like, brutal. Or when he just flung her into the guardrail. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there's so much that could be done in a match, an intergender match like this. Kind of like the different, like that tells its own story. Just like how it, when you have a larger wrestler versus a smaller wrestler, like a powerhouse versus a high flyer. When it comes to a female versus a male wrestler, there's an, an entire uh, different storyline that could be told. And I think that is perfect with this. It's it's great. It's great entertainment. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, who, like, th- you know who threw me off big time here? Uh, I think uh, was Killer Cross. Oh, in the first blood match. That face pain he had. That was sick. I had was I, when I when I saw like a, a gif of him. I was like, who who is that? I know it took me a second too. I was like, oh wait, it is Killer Cross. And it was, and they had a great first blood match. Those two. Yeah. It was very, very well done. And that so, was a uh, same anniversary. If you have AXS or Axis TV or uh, the. The yeah, shoot, so there's the something there. Check it out. Yeah, I've been watching MLW Fusion. Now that I oh, have yeah? whatever channel it airs on, I, I don't know what channel it is, but I've been checking it out. Gene, B-E-I-N TV or something? Oh, it is some, yeah, B-N or something like that. Yeah, B-N. Do you watch it or no? No, I don't have it. They just had the, the main event. I, I forget who the other guy was, but uh, Jacob Fatu won the, the championship. I saw that. Uh, yawn. Cool. Excuse my language. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh... Excuse my language. You yawn. You first, right? <laughs> Excuse my yawning. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's really cool because like MJF's on there and and it's like it's the most Jim Cornette a program could get and still really? be on Why TV. Why do you say that? It just, dude, the stuff that they do is just like it just like it's pure Cornette. Really? Yeah. But like the it's everything. I think it's all good. There's sometimes I think like the the stuff Cornette says is just like oh yeah I know, but uh, overall I enjoy it. He really is the worst though. I like I like seeing the Heart Foundation with uh, yeah. Davy Boy or Harry Smith I guess and it's Teddy uh, Hart, Teddy Hart and uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Mm-hmm. And also uh, Davy's sister is is the new backstage ring announcer or whatever you call oh, it. Oh really? really? Interviewer, yeah, Georgia. That's pretty cool. Yeah, 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 no, you're you're right, Georgia. And you know what's going to be a good event coming up this weekend? This weekend's nuts, like for professional wrestling and sports entertainment, because everything and anything's happening. And one thing that's happening on Saturday, well, there's two big things happening on Saturday, but one is going to emanate from the uh, 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It is Evolve's 10th anniversary show that'll be broadcasted on the WWE Network. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I think that's that, that's that's so cool that they are that it's just weird that that's going to be broadcasted on WWE network. But you'll probably see that with progress and what's the other uh I that's indie, this is that like I don't know if we'll see this like this is like a huge stone for them like if they get over this then maybe we'll see more. I think we will. 
but but like this is so stacked with WWE guys NXT yeah. wise, so it's like so it's pretty cool. The two biggest one, um, two matches. It's gonna be Adam Cole defending the NXT Championship against Sakura Tozawa, which will be awesome. Your Cruiserweight Champion will be uh, there, and Drew Gulak will be facing off against his former stalemate, Matt Riddle. So that'll be cool. Yeah, you're going to uh, be seeing uh, Josh Briggs taking on Anthony Green. That should be cool. Yeah. JD, yep. J.D. Drake is taking on Austin Theory in a winner-take-all match for the WWN Championship as well as the Evolve Championship. Yeah, I wild. would have to say maybe Austin Theory is taking it. Yeah, I think so, too. I think I w- so, too. I would be surprised if he didn't. Yeah, you have Anthony Henry taking on Arturo Ruas from NXT. Yeah, and then also uh, Kurt Stallion, Sean Maluda, Stephen Wolf, and Harlem Bravado will be in a four-way match. So if you have that work, check be, it Evolve. That's an interesting match there. It's Colby Carino and Baba Tunde. Oh, Colby yeah, Carino's right. a uh, five foot seven. Baba Tunde's like six foot nine. Yeah, I think that there's a lot going to be happening with Baba Tunde. Yeah. And then you have Brandy Lauren versus Shotzi Blackheart. Just got added. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy. Who, who, who's the who's against uh, Blackheart? Uh, Brandy Lauren. Who's that? A uh, wrestler from Evolve and Shine. <laughs> like, what, an impact? I don't know what you want Oh, no, I didn't know if it was an NXT wrestler. For some oh, reason, no, it sounds, no, very, no. Yeah, yeah, it no. sounds very, very familiar. Yeah, but for the Evolve Tag Team Championships, you're going to be seeing Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy defending the titles against A.R. Fox and Leon Ruff. Leo, not Leo Rush, Leon Ruff. <laughs> yeah, but so, yeah, so check that out. Definitely looking forward to this event. Um, it's crazy because the NXT Championship is going to be defended here. Yeah, I, I, I think that like I'm just kind of dumbfounded that it's going to be from the East uh, ECW Arena and it's going to be on the network and it's Evolve, you know? Yeah, like, I don't, first... I don't know if WWE ever like did anything at the ECW Arena. No, Even, I, 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 I feel like I mean when they had the the return of ECW, I know they toured. I know they did shows at like Hammerstein and stuff, or Manhattan Center maybe. But I don't know if they ever hit the ECW arena. I'm sure. I they, don't. I feel like they had to have. I don't think that they have, but I think that it's really cool that they are um, kind of like a, exploring this entire new world of pro wrestling and inviting having like evolve on the network and like this is such a cool time to be a pro wrestling fan the ecw brand of wwe ran a house show a now live event at the venue in june 2006 with tickets for the event selling out in under four minutes rob van dam successfully defended his wwe championship in the main event against kurt angle Mm. new jack is banned from the venue after a an event after a pro wrestling explosion show. Oh, he ordered fun. Sprite at the venue's concession stand and instead was given 7-Up, prompting him to verbally harass the stand attendant. Oh, that's daughter, not appropriate. Daughter of the, the venue operator. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. So also happening Saturday night, but not in Philadelphia, It'll be happening in Jacksonville, Florida at Daly's Place Amphitheater. AEW, Fight for the Fallen. And I think it's 
as much as I did, as much as I want to hang out with you and Dan, because I feel like every time there's been an AEW event, it's been me, you, and Dan hanging out. Uh, I have to work Saturday, so I'll watch it while I'm on vacation. I'm going to bring one of my fire sticks with me. But we're going to do predictions for this, because it's like I feel like now that AEW is such a big thing, we have to do predictions for this and predictions for WWE. So it's going to be two times the predictions today, folks. Let's, let's do it up. I mean, By the way, originally you guys wanted to do three times, right? No, Brandon did. Uh, well, I didn't know if we needed to, but nah, this, this venue, okay. this venue is very, very strange for wrestling. Why? It's an amphitheater. Uh-huh. Picture seeing wrestling at Jones Beach in a, a smaller version of Jones Beach. What is? I mean, unless I it's going to be outside or something, which I don't think it will be. I mean, it, it, technically, the venue is indoor outdoor. Like, I don't know where. Like, is the ring going to be in the pit? And then they're going to also sell stage tickets. I don't know. Yeah, that's we'll, what, we'll see how. Uh, when the, when NXT ran the uh, theater at Madison Square Garden, I was like, "How could this possibly like? How are because it's just it's a theater. Yeah. So it's like the stage is where the stage is where the, there's seats everywhere. But then I, I later found out that they could remove all the floor seats. So that's what mm-hmm. happened. And then and then they sold seats around the ringside area and they used the, the actual stage as the entranceway. So that was interesting. It should be interesting to see what this looks like. I'm assuming the ring will be in the pit. Yeah. So you have a couple pre-show matches where Sonny Kiss will be uh, facing off against the librarian, Peter Avalon. Uh, I'm going to say the librarian here. I'll say oh. Pete, uh, Peter Avalon will be uh, taking it. I'm, you know, uh, just because uh, Leva Bates lost her match, I'm going to say uh, Sonny Kiss wins this. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Sonny Kiss on this one. Okay. Okay. And next up, it'll be a six-man tag team match where MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears will be facing off against Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, and a man who has been been in the news for the past 24 hours so much and we're talking about Joey Janela. And if you don't know what's going on with Joey Janela, apparently last night there was a Blink-182 concert at PNC Bank Art Center and him and formerly known as Enzo Amore got into a little scuffle. Uh, what it's saying is that Joey Janela went up to shake Enzo's hand. Enzo smacked his hand away from him. It looks like they were going to fight uh, Enzo released a video on his Instagram of what it looked allegedly looked like Joey Janela was backing off. Joey then came out to say he wasn't doing it, going to do anything because he knew that Enzo's boy was filming the thing and he was heavily underneath the influence of alcohol. So I, it's, 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 just, it's just a wild circumstance. And, you know, I give a ton of like how we were talking before about that Bagel Boss video and now this. I give a ton of credit to Joey Janela for backing away and not really uh, feeding into Enzo Amore with going through with this fight. Because that's exactly what if, he was looking to do. If he did go ahead with the fight, it would kind of look bad for AEW. Yeah, exactly. That's I mean, Joey Janela is just getting his career really uh, further launched with AEW. But and he's to- more relevant than Enzo Amore is right now. Yeah, totally. And for him to be involved with Enzo Amore in a scuffle, especially at a Blink-182 concert. Also, and, Lil Wayne is on the, the tour, right? Yeah, they're doing a weird tour. Also, it sucks yeah. that it's not Tom. Tom's not in Blink-182. I don't know why they wouldn't it's call so it much, another band. Uh, it's, another so much it's so what, much better. It's so much better. What? 
Oh, yeah. Did you hear the new album? I've heard new Blink-182 stuff. I'm not, like... Well, okay. So when they first lost Tom, they had that little, like, album that they put out that I thought was complete garbage. But their next album was a lot better. But I don't want Blink-182 without Tom. Oh, no. It's so much better without Tom. Tom is so annoying. Regardless, that's two for WrestlingTees.com. Where are you? (laughs) Who, uh, who do we have in this? I'm going to say the the heel team of Sean Spears, Sammy Guevara, and MJF because Sean Spears is going into a big match at All Out against Cody Rhodes. You want to keep him hot, keep him relevant. Ooh. You know what? That's a tough call because MJF also, he hasn't won yet, right? No, he, he hasn't. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Spears, MJF, and Guevara because I, I think right now Spears, like you said, going into a big match. MJF winless. Um, I think it's about time that MJF does get that victory. And plus, it also can lead into another storyline. I mean, MJF versus Havoc, maybe. Yeah, that could work, too. So I mean, what are you saying? What are you saying, Dave? He's saying oh, no, uh, no. Guevara. Uh, oh, so he's saying the heels. Yeah, heels I'm, yeah like I'm, going, I'm going I'm, the heels. I'm following suit. Also, okay. by the way, the ring is in the pit. Okay. I have now confirmed it. And then there's seats on the stage. <laughs> All right, anyway, next up you have SCU facing off against the Lucha Bros. Uh, the Lucha Bros having a tough loss at Fighter Fest. So I am going to say Lucha Bros. I'm going to – oh, this is tough because Lucha Bros lost, but SoCal uh, Val. SoCal, SoCal Uncensored. uncensored. Yeah. They also lost, no? Yeah. Yes. So we we got two people that lost. Um, hmm. I'm going to go, ah, dang it. I'm going to say Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix, Lucha Brothers. All right, I'm going SoCal Uncensored. All right, cool. Uh, Adam Page facing up against Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian, uh, you know, last at at Fighter Fest is getting an eye on Adam Page. who won that great four-way match. Uh, I'm going to say Adam Page again. He's just going to keep going until uh, all out when he he loses the uh, AEW title. I think Jer- Jericho's gonna be Jericho's gonna be the first champion. Jericho should be 100. Yeah. percent And I'm gonna say Adam Page. Also, Jericho's supposed yeah. to be on this card, isn't he? Or yeah, I think he's just coming out just to cut a promo. I'm gonna go with Adam Page too, and I hope that they don't have any that guy that was uh, in the match. What was the uh, that awful opener? Nakazawa. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That entire match. I hope that other guy doesn't appear. I hope they. No, this is clean it, up. No, no, no. It's not Nakazawa who's bad. It's Alex Jabaley who's not a wrestler. You called him Jabroni. Yeah. I hope there's no I did, involvement because that I, dude. he is a Jabroni. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going Adam Page. Nice. All right. Next up, you have Cody and Dustin Rhodes facing off against the Young Bucks. I'm saying the Young Bucks because you know it's their promotion, so they can do what they want. Yeah, but it's also Cody's promotion. Yeah. I'm going to say the Rhodes Brothers. Oh, yeah, wow. Cody and Dustin Rhodes. Um, I'm going to go with Cody and Dustin Rhodes. All right. Do we do Brandy versus Allie? No, we haven't well, got that, that yet. No, no, not yet. Brandy is facing up against Allie. I'm saying Brandy as much as I want Allie to win. I'm going to say Allie. She defeated mm-hmm. Leva Bates. Maybe she'll be like a winning streak sort of situation. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Allie. 
This is like, it's funny how it's like everybody like complains like, oh, Shane McMahon shouldn't be on TV, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God, <laughs> I love Brandy Rhodes is facing and Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Uh. Why, is that really a thing or is that just storyline with Shane? I guess we'll talk about it later. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I was asking whether or not that's actually a thing, like with people complaining. Oh, yes. Have you not seen on Twitter? Nobody wants to see Shane McMahon. I'm fine with Shane McMahon. I like Shane, but there's yeah, a I'm... lot of people who hate the fact that Shane McMahon is wrestling still. All right. Well, I'll save my thoughts it about cha- it later. It's big but... time since he was nah. But who are yeah. you picking? Brandy Alley? You already picked? Oh, we already picked. Uh, and last up, Kitty Omega will piss off against Shima. Uh, this is going to be a fun match. Yeah, this, uh, this is going to be – this is like a match that – this is pretty much a fantasy, a fantasy match. I'm going to go with Shima. I'm saying Kenny. It's really strange. They, I, I feel like everybody here has like – they both like won their matches or lost their matches. Yeah. yeah Shima, Shima won last time and so did Kenny. I think Kenny's going to win this. Did Shima yeah. win? Yeah, he defeated Christopher, Christopher Daniels. Oh, yeah. Now I'm gonna go Shima. Who are you going, Brandon? I'm going Kenny Omega. Yeah, I'm going Kenny Omega as well. So uh, we'll have to see Sunday live on Bleacher Report. Oh, sorry. That's that's guys, also it's gonna be on Kenny? YouTube, right? I don't know about YouTube. I know Bleacher Report live for sure. Yeah, I think just Bleacher Report. So are there like are there? Guys, wait, hold you, on. Are there rewinds? Can you rewatch those free events or? Yeah, you can. I watched Fighter Fest last night. Okay, I'm gonna have to do that. Oh, God. I plan to watch you say, Dave, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, do you guys think that there's going to be any surprise appearances or any big storylines that spin out of this? If so, no, like, I, think think they're setting up, I think they're setting up for All Out, and then All Out's going to set up their show. Like, well, will we see Dean Ambrose? Oh. No, maybe, I don't know. Well, I think- he does owe Kenny Omega a receipt. After exactly. him, so I think we also need to see uh, some sort of involvement, involvement, not evolvement, with Sean Spears and Cody. It was the most yeah. talked about thing after uh, Fighter Fest. It's very that hard to correct. keep track of all these names with all the Fs. Like yeah, yeah, said. Brandon. I thought that was, yeah, fall, I thought it was funny to out. do it. Yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> well, no, it's fight for the Fallen Fire Fest, and then what's next? Fall out. I don't know. Falling out. Kiss, kiss my grits, Brandon. I thought you said I fist. I was like, oh my. <laughs> I have actually grits in my uh, fridge right now. I used so, to really like grits as a kid, but now I don't I don't like grits. It's, too, it's, it's just too I gotta, goopy. I got to say, like, what I do like about this card is that there's two uh, matches on the freak show, and then there's five matches on the actual card. Yeah. I, think, I think that that's Perfect. There's not time. ten, ten flipping matches. Yeah, all, all they have is five matches. That's not. That's enough time for each match to tell a story. Um, even if you have a short match, that provides more time elsewhere. Well, but five matches on a card, I think that's great. Keep in mind, they're not on the same level as WWE. They're on maybe a little bit under a level of NXT. NXT yeah, just but- has five matches. Maybe six. That's, that's true, but even still, I feel like the main roster of WWE should only have five to six matches per main no, uh, per there's, main there's, card. That's just impossible. There's too much going on to have just five matches. 
And that's why they have an event every other two weeks. So also, Roman, Roman Reigns just won the SB. Oh, he did? I've yeah. got the alert yet on my phone. I'm getting all these alerts. I got, I got my new phone. I just like, they're just giving me all these stinky alerts. So, all right, let's take a quick break and let's refocus onto the world of sports entertainment here on Marking Out. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to Marking Out. And welcome back to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Chris David Skullcrusher here, and let's get you guys don't understand it, but it's fine. He's got a new nickname. Let's get into some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Would it be best if I just dropped doing that and just went to Monday Night Nitro? Nope, absolutely not. Nope, nope, okay. I thought, I mean, last week you said it would suffice, so maybe I thought this week it would. No, but I guess that was the... a John Sterling. Uh... Oh, yeah. I mean, a John Sterling episode, perhaps? Yeah. You know, yeah. like the one we had with the crickets. Yeah, hot dog, crickets. Episode. The cricket episode. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. There was an episode once that I edited <laughs> crickets in the whole episode as a joke. What? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what episode it is, but there are crickets literally in the background for the full, like, two-hour episode. I thought, you do that? I thought it'd be like nice because crickets are like a nice sound that reminds you of like summer and being outdoors and stuff at least it reminds me of being outdoors during the summer I'm going to be outdoors all week next week it's going to be great so maybe you'll hear the crickets pal oh and Brandon my the shorts that I ordered at the end of the last episode did they came the, they're coming tomorrow actually I said did they what kind came of, what the, what the, kind you, of know, the, you know the chalk line shorts yeah yeah, the the Rick Rude ones that say simply ravishing on them like his tights. <laughs> so, you, should get, you should get shorts with Rachel's face on it. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I knew more about wrestling, I don't know who she is. Yeah, that's Dave's cousin. Guy. That, that's... We, we got we got run-ins from everybody this week, folks. <laughs> should I just do voices? <laughs> just, that's right. Let's hey, no, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, Monday Night Raw kicks off with a mixed tag team elimination match. Which doesn't make and sense. With the man and the man's man, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins defeated Andrade and Zelina Vega. Little the, help from Lacey Evans. The internet here. went wild over that t-shirt, by the way. And why? The what, was, what was the... Oh, the man's man's yeah. man's... It's like, come on, why can't it just be a Steven Regal t-shirt? A real man's man? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, so I I didn't get the whole match concept because it's an elimination mixed tag. But if like one, if Seth Rollins eliminated Almas, yeah, it, it's it's a mixed tag. You can't men don't fight women, women don't fight yeah. men. Yeah, I didn't and, understand that either. It was just like once we had the elimination, Becky Lynch was just chilling. Yeah, she stayed on the apron. I was like, what is what's happening here? And also. <laughs> This is just another name for a two out of three falls match. Yeah, I'm <laughs> starting to really get fed up with all this two out of three falls matches. And, stuff. and I think it would have been best if Amos and Vega picked up the victory to show for the pay-per-view. Like, uh-oh, if you take your eyes off the prize, that being Becky Lynch going after Lacey Evans, you're gonna, you could lose your championship. Not only your championship, you could lose Seth Rollins' championship and vice versa. Oh my especially, God. especially with the entire playing up as oh Rollins and Becky Lynch don't have chemistry and stuff like that. 
That would have been great if they uh, played up on that a little bit. Which they did the whole dirty dancing gimmick at, uh, uh, at a live event. Really? Yeah, but nothing's going to beat the revival ever doing that. So, yeah. But um, after after this way, match, which this match I thought was great. No, it was it was fantastic. What was, yeah, all of them could go. What was your by the way? Uh, on, on the Chocolate website, Nature's released five new pairs of Ric Flair shorts that look like different ones of his robes. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm just becoming too much of a mark for these. I think next up is going to be the Bam Bam ones. But, I have to look at these because this is starting to sound really interesting. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get them though, Dave. <laughs> it's they're expensive. Yeah, they're expensive, but they're totally worth it. They're great. They're great shorts, and. Uh, yeah. So after this so, match took place, they went up to the stage to celebrate. Baron Corbin attacks Seth Rollins from behind, and Becky Lynch hits him in the face, and Corbin doesn't sell it at all. And then Becky turns around and like some weird kick motion that doesn't connect, gets smashed in the face. Smashed. I was gonna say smacked, but smashed came out smashed in the face by a woman's right. On air, it looked like it missed, but when you go in and from another angle and and they zoom in on it, she gets rocked across her her jaw. I have to see this. I missed that angle. Yeah, Kurt, but... <laughs> I mean, something that I really liked from this match, too, was when Selena Vega went for that her piranha to Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins Seth caught her, and then Rollins. Becky Lynch rocked with that dropkick to the abs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Paul Heyman comes out, does his thing. Which I I mean this was basically a teaser, if you will. Yeah. Uh given the fact which was interesting because for since winning the money in the bank contract, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman have basically been promising the universal championship. Here and there the sprinkle of Kofi Kingston teasing. But uh this was basically a tease of either or. Maybe Brock Lesnar will show up at Extreme Rules, and maybe he will become the Universal Champion, or maybe he will become the WWE Champion. Do I see Brock Lesnar showing up at Extreme Rules on Sunday? No. Nope. No, I do not. Do you think that it's time for there to be another Paul Heyman guy? No. No. Not I don't think Paul Heyman guy is a thing anymore. Wasn't there a time where... Uh, what's his face? Um, Curtis Axel was Cesaro. Yeah, I think was. Right? Yeah, whatever happened. Curtis Axel that? won the Intercontinental Championship, I believe, under Paul Heyman. But yep, absolutely. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I, I remember them with Axel, but I couldn't remember what was the fallout of that. Yeah, I don't know how it like split up, but it's just. I mean, it's always it comes back to Paul and Brock, Brock and Paul. Yeah. Well, next up, you had a best two out of three falls match. Uh, the Miz and the Usos picked up the victory over Elias and the Revival. Another one of these two out of three falls matches. Elias like, left. Yeah. He checked out. He goes, nah, I'm good. Yeah, leaving the Revival to fend for themselves. Which is kind of weird because like they've kind of been aligned with the Revival. He's kind of been aligned with the Revival. Yeah, that whole corporation thing that was going on for a long time. Yeah, hashtag new corporation. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever hashtagged that or not, but I don't know, but you definitely should because it should be the uh, the new corporation. Yeah, so this the ultimately this just led to uh, Usos and Revival having a match on Sunday. 
at Extremals. Uh, But up next, you had Rey Mysterio make his return to WWE, uh, to Monday Night Raw, cutting a promo, uh, basically an open challenging, an open challenge saying that he's ready to compete. And I was like, the only person I don't want to see come out during this is Baron Corbin, not Baron Corbin, um, Samoa Joe. Completely, completely, completely forgetting about Bobby Lashley. Yeah, there would be if Samoa Joe came. I would have been really pissed if Samoa Joe came out because that's done. Move on. But more importantly, Bobby Lashley answers the challenge. The match is over in fifty-five seconds, and then he proceeds to drag Rey Mysterio all around the entrance way and the stage. Kind of teases throwing him into the entrance stage, kind of uh, WCW esque with the giant, maybe. Throwing Rey Mysterio into a truck, or was that Kevin Nash? No, that wasn't WCW. What? That was the big... No, Big Big Show did that to Rey Mysterio when he was on, like, the stretcher. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 That wasn't a no, 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 no. I remember both of them. Yeah, there was one where WCW... I think Kevin Nash picks up Rey Mysterio and, like, just chucks him into a truck. Yeah, the lawn, lawn darts him. But then uh, Chris is right to do with that yeah, uh, yeah, stretcher, with the, which, which I hate. I hate that spot. Well, uh, because of how dangerous it could be? Totally. Because it looked fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, so Lashley beats up Rey Mysterio to send a message to Braun Strowman. What is beating up a guy who is like not even half your size? How is that going to send a last man standing message to Braun Strowman. I was kind of more surprised that Braun Strowman didn't make an appearance uh, at all. Well, he's supposedly injured via the storyline, I guess. Oh, because of, yeah, that big spot. Yeah. Yeah, they said he liked something about his pelvis or spleen or something last last week. Final. Yeah. I don't know. But next up, you had Cesaro. Pick up the victory over No Way Jose. Um, Which No Way Jose started off the match brawling right off the bat. And uh, then quickly, quickly did not win. Yeah, yeah it did not do, he did not do too well versus uh, Cesaro. Street Profits, we got backstage to them hyping up Extreme Rules. They did that throughout the whole night. Uh, it's interesting. They kind of remind me of... Um, Oh my god, I, I'm like completely blanking on it right now. Like a, it's like a cartoon where they're like interludes. I can't okay. remember what I'm thinking of. But yeah, so that's like what they remind kablam? me Kablam? Not Kablam, no. It's like they're like bringing in the next segment almost. I, I don't know what I'm thinking of. They're, they're almost as, like they're, as if they're narrators of Monday Night Raw at this point. Okay. But they're not. But uh, yes, yeah, so you weren't here last week. What did you, what do you think of? the street profits being brought up and uh, used um, in this manner. I like it. I mean, it's giving them exposure. It's giving the WWE uh, fans exposure to street street profits, especially if you're not into NXT, which there is still a large audience that don't want, that doesn't watch NXT. So I think it's a great introduction for them, especially it gets them to put their charisma out there and show everybody how much charisma they have. Um, okay, we haven't seen them in the ring yet, officially, on Monday Night Raw. 
But I think that's just a great role, uh, role for them right now. Yeah. Uh, more backstage stuff. You had Mike and Maria Canellis. Uh, Mike gave her a bouquet of flowers, which should have been a sack of oranges. Uh, and then she basically <laughs> yelled at him. <laughs> she, she was like, oh, you know what I like? I like ice cream. He goes, yeah, I, I love ice cream, too. She goes, no, I love ice cream. Go get me some ice cream and pickles. So he runs off to get pickles later on in the night. Um, he delivers it to her and she goes, I can't eat this. I'll get fat. So it was like kind of like a cat and mouse game. Yeah, I, I I didn't get a chance to speak about this, but I'm, I was really disappointed in a way because I wanted a great match out of Mike and Seth Rollins. Uh, and then this enti- went into complete left field, in my opinion, with Mike and Maria. And now further along, I don't I have no idea where this is going to lead to. Um, what's like on on 205 Live, Mike, like hijacked the show almost after one of the matches and like completely yelled at Drake Maverick and like tore apart the commentary table and stuff. So is this supposed to be lighting a fire underneath him? I guess. He, he was now, basically saying, like, you're the reason why, like, I lost my my wife or whatever, et cetera, or whatever he was saying on 205 Live. He was bl- right, blaming so, Maverick. So maybe this is going to light him, light a fire a little bit. Is this the Maria stuff? Is that legit or no? Yeah, she's uh, legitimately pissed with Mike Cano- <laughs> 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 No, yeah, she is actually pregnant. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but up next we saw the Viking Raiders take on Colin Justin and Devin Justin, the Justin brothers. Yeah, Uh, be marked out for this. One half of the Graysons, one half of the Heavenly Bodies. Yeah. It was a squash uh, match, but it was awesome because Justin Carino was on Raw, as was J.P. Grayson. Yeah, it was. It's always cool to see faces that we recognize, and I mean, Grayson's been doing it for a while, but Justin Carino, uh, we got close to and stuff. I mean, so it's really cool to see all of that take place. It, Viking Raiders, though. I mean, dude, they wore our shirts <laughs> on one of the <laughs> on the one of the PWS pay per view or events. Yeah, when they were Dust- enhancement talent, Dustin and Justin. I mean, um, you can't say enough good things about them. Yeah, uh, and then the what led after this was Maverick coming down ringside, being chased by all the twenty four seven guys, uh, who just completely got beat up by the war, the Viking Raiders, the War Raiders, Viking Raiders, like Hawkins. Yeah, they just went to Hawkins and Ryder. Um, Truth uh, was involved in that segment, but uh, later on in the night, our Truth finally caught up with Drake Maverick. And then chased after him. All this is taking place, I would assume, still on Drake Maverick's honeymoon. And I, I thought this entire thing with uh, the 24-7 title was hilarious, especially with the popping out of the the trunks and stuff. Yeah. Oh, which, by the way, on SmackDown, when they were looking for them, I thought was so funny. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Uh, was it on SmackDown or was that Raw? I, I think that they did the trunks on Raw, but I think they kind of did a similar they thing also on SmackDown. Looking, but did they ever catch up to Drake on SmackDown? Ooh. I, I kind of feel like that just all happened on Raw this week. I don't think so. I don't but remember. I like the part where 
uh, our truth pops out with the referee on his back yeah. instead of Carmella. <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah. maybe our truth uh, will find uh, find the championship again. Maybe next up, non-title match: Ricochet picking up the victory over Luke Gallows, uh, AJ Styles, and Carl Anderson by his side. Huskus was shown behind Ricochet when he was walking backstage. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I missed. I missed it. And then uh, before the match, Ricochet cut that promo about Anderson and uh, AJ Styles about like, oh, of course they're going to be ringside, and if I have to, I'll beat all three of them. So after he defeated Luke Gallows, AJ Styles got on the mic and goes, hey, what was all that talk about defeating all three of us? Up next, Carl Anderson. Sorry, Brandon's AJ. impersonation hour. Yeah, sorry, AJ. I'm, I watched him play uh, Rocket League recently on, <laughs> on Mixer. Oh, yeah, on Mic. What is Mixer? Mixer. It's, a, it's an alternative form. It's Xbox, uh, Microsoft's version of Twitch, basically. Okay. I uh, once blew up on Mixer. <laughs> Why? I, I, I don't know. I was, together? I was featured on their main page once because <laughs> I had like over a certain amount of people watching. So it's like new to like who to watch sort of thing. Was, was this the time where you ate mayo? No, I never ate mayo. That's that's not even funny to joke about because there was a guy that would eat actual mayo and get paid for it. And Ugh. I think that that would I'm not, be I'm not idea. eating mayonnaise for people to donate to me. That's You're just, right. That's let's not. Do, that's like completely unhealthy, dude. Let's do mustard. That's hey, what about Cool Whip? I don't like Cool Whip. Ugh, Cool Whip. I, I've grown to uh, not like Cool Whip. I don't really even like whipped cream. Whipped cream. Oh, what do you like? Ready Whip is the best. Uh, mm, oh, right, what about Dole Whips? I had Dole yeah. Whip ice cream. They have it two Leonard's. I'm not gonna sit there eating a whole bunch of dual, Dole Whip. Why not? Why was if we buy that's a bunch a of Dole Whip? That's a lot. Report. No, that's a lot. All right, we'll put, continue on with wrestling. Yeah, guys. regardless, oh. that's three prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out. Ricochet picks up the victory over Carl Anderson, but the club attacks Ricochet afterwards. They set him up to uh, to AJ Styles for him to do the second rope Styles clash again from the middle rope or whatever. Uh, but he ended up not hitting it. And I kind of would have, I thought we were going to see somebody run down and make the save for Ricochet here. But I, I don't even know who that would be. Yeah, I, I feel like there's nobody that can do it because Gall- Guns and Gallows have been on a losing streak. So to have somebody come down and make the save, it would be stupid for the, it would have to be a tag team. Dude, the only person that like it could have been was, or that's actually true, it could be a tag team. It, it would have to be. T- I, I, see, a I was thinking it, of like a singles competitor to save Ricochet from. Yeah, that's actually. I don't know why I thought a singles competitor. Yeah, because Ricochet's paired off with AJ. So in order for that to even out, you need a tag team to come out for Guns and Gallows. So like they toured Japan together and they're not being used really. You guys want to pair up uh, Hawkins and Ryder with uh, Ricochet? They do. Hey, they are. Uh, doing a lot of videos together with that. Uh, they go to Disney World. They go to Ribera. Hey, maybe that's yeah, going to be the um, next big thing. Yeah, maybe. So but AJ, AJ Styles tells uh, Ricochet to stay down, and he didn't listen. Stupidly, they never do. So the club get back into the ring. They grab him one one arm each, and AJ hits that phenomenal forearm. What would you do 
if Marty Jannetty came out to save Ricochet and they went by the tag team Rick and Mor- Rick and Marty. Oh God. <laughs> Rick and Marky. Uh, next up, what do we got, Brandon? We have Bailey <laughs> defeating Sarah Logan in the first of two beat the clock challenges. The winner of this, with the least amount of time on their match, got to pick the stipulation for Extreme Rules. Bailey clocking in at four minutes and thirty-two seconds. Um, my one complaint here was that Sarah Logan came out to the Riot Squad's like entrance theme and video and everything. Just try to keep it alive, man. No, commentary is like, oh, and they went their separate ways, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you just, how, how, they're, she's using the, I don't get it. it. It just stinks that since Ruby Riot got injured, Riot Squad just ended up. No, well, they separated them in the. Yeah, well, they, yeah, in the, they, yes, in the Superstar Shakeup, Liv Morgan went to SmackDown yet to be used on air. Uh, oh. Ruby Riot got injured, and Sarah Logan most recently cut that Viking promo that we didn't, we have not seen anything with that on Monday Night Raw. I totally forgot that Liv Morgan got transferred over a SmackDown. Yeah. But they did, they did disband as, as per commentary, but here she is using the theme and videos and everything. With the new, I mean, fairly new ish gimmick. I mean, the Viking stuff, but we, she did, there was nothing while she howled. She must've gotten that from us. I don't know if you guys <laughs> listening know that or not, but we've been howling since 2011. I don't know how long she's been howling, but uh, the next matchup though was Nikki Cross, who successfully beat the clock uh, and had a match against Dana Brooke, who was I think very impressive in here. Impressive here, she went up to the top rope, missed a what I think a picture perfect swanton. I was that very, lady looked like it hurt. I was very impressed with Dana Brooke in this match, and I know you were like, "Oh God, blah blah blah." Did you maybe turn a leaf? I gotta see more. Honestly, I feel like since they've started showing her off a little bit more on WWE programming, she's been fantastic. There's okay, so when she first came up to the main roster, there was like a lot that was like, "Oh gosh, like that's not good," but. I guess like she had that fire lit under her. Like I want to be used. I'm not being used. She got into phenomenal shape and she just, I mean, she was always in pretty good shape, but yeah, I, I think mean, that she was always, in shape. I think she's in even better shape now. Like she's, you ever see those videos of her working out? Not that she didn't do that before. No, I'm sorry. I, I don't, compete. I don't sit around all day. Brandon. No, I don't uh, sit around watching her work out. I know that she's a well-known bodybuilder. Yeah, so I'm I'm assuming she's got to work out differently now because she's a pro wrestler as compared to just Body a, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's a totally different uh, physique, I feel, and preparation. But, but Nikki Cross wins, and she made it a handicap match. She uh, she spoke about Bailey like, finding a, a friend, kind of, to be in her corner. Yeah, very interesting. So, I don't know if it's going to be... CM yeah, Punk confirmed. The Back return of CM Punk. Uh, I really, I don't know if it's going to be the return of Sasha Banks on Sunday. That'd be cool. Especially but, that with that Philadelphia crowd. Um, yeah, and Sasha Banks was in Japan training with Mako Satomura. Saw that. Uh, from the Mayon Classic. But... After all of this, after Nikki Cross announced that, she's like trashing Bailey to her face. Bailey slaps Nikki Cross, 
hits the Bailey to belly and then hits the elbow drop, kind of like a different side of Bailey. Like, oh, I just don't care. I'm gonna do what I want. I'm gonna yeah. hit you if I need to. If I if I think you need to be hit. Which I, uh, by the way, think there should be a Ghostbuster Bailey shirt that says "Hugging makes me feel good." There we go. Where all the uh, the the Bailey buddies are like green, like Slimer, and they're all like ghosts. Ah, and then okay. ba- the main Bailey, the like the Ghostbuster logos got Bailey, and it's like the the hair. Brandon, don't you make your own custom shirts? I can't draw that. Yes, you can. I don't think I could. Maybe you can. I definitely can't. But the main event of the evening saw Drew McIntyre team up with Shane McMahon to take on who uh, Roman Reigns and a partner that Shane and McIntyre were looking for throughout the whole night finally settled on a custodian, a janitor from the Prudential Center, Gary uh, Garbutt. Garbutt. And yeah, Garbutt. They were like, oh, you'll you'll just get you. What did they promise him? Three thousand, five thousand dollars. Five thousand. They promised him five thousand dollars to compete. Just stand on the ring apron. You don't got to get involved, and we'll toss a mask on your face just to you know make you look cool or something. So it's like, yeah, because that's not going to backfire on. All, like right away, it's like, oh, who's going to be under the mask? Like, there's got to be somebody. It's got to be somebody oh, that's okay. going to be there. Yeah, just don't tell anybody. But, uh, yeah, so the match is happening, and Gary gets tagged in, starts doing these insane moves. I'm like, oh, snap. Somebody tweeted us. It was like, oh, it's probably maybe Leo Rush. And I was like, oh, 100% that could be Leo Rush. He's doing moves that Leo Rush is doing. Um, But, no, stupid me should have, like, automatically assumed it was Cedric Alexander because that's who was under the hood. It was Cedric Alexander. And I'm assuming maybe next week on Raw at Nassau Coliseum you'll see some sort of repercussions. Maybe you'll see Drew McIntyre versus Cedric Alexander. Oh, yeah. Aren't you going to that, Dave? What was that? I said, aren't you going to that? That's what I'll see him. Yeah, I I cannot wait. Uh, Brandon, yeah. are you going? No. Oh. I haven't even been to a... I can't even remember the last time I went to a Monday Night Raw. What about a Monday Night Nitro? Ooh, I've been I, to one of those. I've only been once. September 25th, 2000, I think. <laughs> yeah, for free. My neighbor down the block, her sister worked for Nitro, for, for WCW. And you only went to one? Well, yeah, I don't know why. Like, Dude, my neighbor, my neighbor across the street who used to babysit for them, like I also used to babysit for them, but she like really like babysat for them a lot. She, once, she went to a Nitro and... Um, I remember her coming home and showing me like autographs. Like she went backstage and met. She was like, she showed me like a, a big like page with autographs all over. It was like Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, uh, Benoit, like the radicals basically. And I'm like, what? That's awesome. And yeah, so I, I went to uh, the, the, the only, it's like one of the most infamous episodes of Monday Night Nitro. Because Vince, say it, Monday Night, say it, it wasn't called cool. like Monday Night Nitro. Vince Russo, in a WCW-style Hell in a Cell, defeated, I think, Booker T to win the WCW championship. Wow, you saw a title change? Yeah. There was also the same... I I remember that weekend beforehand was the the car show. Not the car show. It was the bar mitzvah show at at the Coliseum. Or the Marriott, I mean. At the Marriott. Mm -hmm. And uh, we went to that. And in the parking lot was... 
that 70s bus. Mike Awesome's 70s bus. Oh, what bus? a terrible gimmick. He left WCW. He left being world champion at ECW for that. And then he was the fat chick thriller. But the uh, match, the God. match though, that is also pretty kind of famous via the clippage is Mike Awesome facing off against ICP in a two-on-one handicap <laughs> match. I, I don't know if it was for like a hardcore title or whatnot, but he hits the awesome bomb on, I think, Shaggy 2 Dope. Shaggy 2 Dope slides oh. off the bus. He falls off the bus and lands right on the floor. Wait, you were there for that? Yeah. What episode was this, Brandon? I want to go watch it. I think it was September 25th, 2000. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. He gets powerbomb and he just goes, he like slides right off it. it, Like he tries to like save it, whatever, but he just falls off. Uh, Also on that, they had the uh, Howard Stern Whack Pack judge a bikini contest. There was big, (laughs) big Vito. I think big Vito and uh, Johnny the Bull opened it up with a stick ball match versus a, maybe a kendo stick match or something. Oh my God. I know know Sting wrestled. Maybe Jeff Jarrett might've wrestled too. The one I went to, I had the privilege of – well, I actually went for free too. I won tickets uh, at a Bam Bam Bigelow autograph. Hold on. Set. Hold on. You said you had the privilege? Well, I was going to say I had the privilege of seeing Sid Vicious, Psycho Sid, interfere in almost every single match. <laughs> really? Every every single match he interfered and hit a powerbomb on all the competitors. The pretty, I'm pretty positive the entire – all of the matches – ended in a DQ because of Sid. Um, the main event... Show? Huh? Was this a house show? No, this was Nitro. <laughs> this was Nitro. Um, and that had to the, have been like 1999 also. Did Justice yeah. Sid, Sid Vicious? Huh? Uh, it, it was Psycho No, Sid. it would have been Sid Vicious. Oh, oh, yeah, Sid Vicious. Sid. It would be Sid Vicious. But then... Well, no, no, the no. Main... Sid, was it Sid Justice in WWF or... Sid Justice was WCW old school. Oh. So the name was Sid Vicious. Yeah, I think Vicious. But the thing is, I this was back with the uh, I Rule the World or whatever it was gimmick. I'm the man. Uh, I'm the master. The main, the main event was, I think, Hulk Hogan and Goldberg taking on the Asbury Park crew, which was like uh, Canyon, DDP, and Bam Bam Bigelow. And at the end of the event, everybody was ta- – I remember everybody was tossing – uh, garbage into the ring. <laughs> Who was Hulk Hogan's partner? Goldberg. Uh, Goldberg. Coincidentally, when I was online at the concession stand um, at that Nitro episode with my dad, I remember so like vividly, like I'm standing there, and then all of a sudden there's like a huge commotion to the right of me, and a security guard. I literally saw a security guard push, maybe like I don't. He, the kid must have been like seven years old. Like, shoved the kid. Maybe he was a little younger than seven, even. And it was because Goldberg was coming in the, like, the, the backstage, like, in the, the concourse of the Coliseum to get mm-hmm. to where he needed to be for, I believe, after uh, Vince Russo won the championship, Goldberg came out and speared Vince Russo through the cage. Jeez. I think. Yeah. But that was Nitro Talk. Moving on to <laughs> SmackDown, which opened up with footage from earlier in the night with uh, Dolph Ziggler arriving to the show, being interviewed, then getting interrupted by Kevin Owens, who pulled up. Uh, Kevin Owens then has an exchange of words with Dolph Ziggler. 
Following that is a brawl. Broken up, Shane McMahon throws Kevin Owens out, says you're banned from the arena tonight, leave. Tells Ziggler to get inside. Kevin Owens got like a busted mouth. And uh, that was that was supposed to be the main event match. Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler. Smackdown opens, Shane's backstage. He goes, you know what? I, I have to think of a new main event. And then it cuts to the arena. Kevin Owens comes out through the crowd, cuts what the internet is kind of calling a pipe bomb promo. About uh... Shane saying nobody wants to see Shane. I thought the promo was great. Saying that ever since... The McMahons took over power. They said that the, they were going to listen to the fans. Nobody wants to see Shane McMahon. They're they're in, in favor of, where instead of seeing people like Liv Morgan, Buddy Murphy, Apollo Cruz, AOP, Kyrie Sane, Asuka, etc., Ali, they're seeing Shane McMahon, and he's taking time away from them. Shane comes out, has his mic cut off. Owens grabs another mic. Shane eventually cuts that mic off too. He grabs Byron Saxton's uh, headset and starts screaming into it. I thought this whole segment was great. Yeah, no, I was a big fan of it. It's like you're changing Kevin Owens into like a baby face now because of this. I thought that it was great, but the thing, I, I was just so confused at this entire Shane McMahon stuff. I guess I'm so uh, taken away that, that, like taken back that people don't like Shane McMahon's involvement. I'm like, this is great. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, like, do you guys not like Shane? I mean, no, I like Brandis, Shane. I like it. I like everything that's going on with it right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I don't. But understand I like why, this what's, side of it too. So. Yeah, I don't understand what's the big problem with all this. I don't know. Wrestling fans just being wrestling fans. I had, yeah. I have fine with it. I have, I'm super happy with everything that's going on with the Shane McMahon stuff. That's going to be a lot of fun. See an Undertaker in an Extreme Rules match. Like hell yeah! Sorry. Yeah. Um, but the first match of the night was Shinsuke Nakamura defeating the Intercontinental Champion Finn Balor. I don't think we've seen this match in a very long time. Yeah, not on the SmackDown roster, at least, is what they were saying. Yeah, just cool. I tweeted out after this match ended. I was like, I wish that was the main event. Even though, like, come main event time, I was actually really satisfied with the main event. Mm-hmm. But I liked that they were like. They wrestled during the commercial break in the picture-in-picture, picture, which yeah. they didn't That's really do last be. year. They, they, I like, they kept like teasing the, the 10 count outside where Nakamura hits the Kinshasa on Balor. Balor yeah, gets mean, that... up, gets back into the ring. Last second, they both go outside for another 8-9 and nine count. Yeah, they were really going hard on that, uh, that count-out finish. Which normally it's like, uh, enough of that. But here I thought it worked incredibly well. And I was very, I was ultimately satisfied seeing stuff like that. And then Balor takes the Kinshasa to to lose, but I thought it was a really well done match. Yeah, I I agree with you. I thought it was well done. I'm kind of surprised that this wasn't saved for a pay per view. No, well, but now the brain, they're not going to make it bring it to Extreme Rules. They're not going to add it in because they just added in matches already, I believe. Um, but keep it you know, going on SmackDown. And they have them have a couple of matches in a row. You see, you see, you know, Nakamura get this one. Next one, you see Finn Balor get, you know. Yeah, let, get, let these guys have a little program. Yeah, I mean, the next, I mean, honestly, that's a, it's a SummerSlam match, probably. Perfect. Love that, it. All right. I'm good with that. Next up. 
Uh, next up, you had Samoa Joe cutting a promo backstage on Kofi Kingston. Um, but, like, I mean, I, I can't see Joe winning on Sunday. I, I can't see it either. It's no. like his whole main roster career has been, like, I'm going to do this, and then he doesn't do it. Yeah, but that's, like, the heel role that he's playing in. And his promos are excellent. I got to say that. Yeah. 100% are excellent. And his matches are actually entertaining me now. Uh, then later on in the night, Kofi Kingston rebuttaled in an interview saying uh, that he, him defeating Samoa Joe is going to help him become one of the best WWE champions of all time. Which uh, how, do you feel, how do you feel about that, Brandon? I, I don't necessarily think beating Joe would make him a best champion of all time since Joe has literally done nothing on the main roster for the most yeah. part. But uh, again, it's a, just another notch as a defense. Yeah. As a defense. I, I, not a defense. Same thing. Joe hasn't done anything, so it's not really going to... But it's at least he's defending the title and it's like there's storyline to it. There's like yeah. match progression and, and title progression as opposed to, oh, I'm the, the U.S. champion. I'm going to lose or I'm going to choke out Rey Mysterio or whatever Rey Mysterio wins or whatnot. And then Rey Mysterio has to hand out, hand back the title. And then it's back to Joe and Joe doesn't do anything with it. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing that I could, I don't want to see happen at all. Kofi's been defending the title for basically almost every, like every so often since winning the title. And he's been double booked on having matches on Monday night raw very often. Yeah. And if you look at another champion that recently-ish, Hawkins and Ryder, not a great run. Not no. their fault at all. Mm -mm. So, but up next you had Bailey and Nikki Cross having, uh, they had a contract signing. Alexa Bliss wasn't there. But the match that came from this was Nikki Cross defeating Carmella, which when... Nikki was talking about friends in Bailey's corner. Maybe Carmella was that person and not Sasha Banks. Oh, Ooh. it should be interesting to see that. Or maybe nobody at all. Oh, I know. My. I know we know there's history. Well, I mean, I don't know if you guys do, but Baymella. Mm hmm. So was that in NXT, correct? Yeah. Or maybe I, not I, even in NXT. It was just like an off air thing. So now Nikki could have chosen any match, correct? Yeah, she could have chosen anything. Uh, Royal Rumble, uh, Hell in a Cell. So she, and she went with handicap match. Yeah, she's gonna help okay. her friend Alexa win the championship. Hmm. What match are you thinking? Japanese death match or? Hmm. Maybe a panel of glass match or something well, like that. Speaking of Japan. Uh, they played a video of Kyrie Sane and Asuka defeating, I believe, the Iconics in Japan. Iconics. Which leads them to a women's tag team championship match at their choosing. Uh, this cuts to a backstage segment of the Iconics leaving the women's locker room to get stopped by Paige. Paige is like, you know what? We want those titles tonight. And then they fake Billy Kay being sick, which I thought was funny because they both came up with two different things. One of them was like, oh, the flu. And one of them was like, mad cow. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, yeah, mad cow flu. It's like a thing or whatever. I thought it was really funny. 
Uh, and then Paige so slapped. Good. Paige slapped Billy Kay, and uh, told her a match was coming. She should be fined. I mean, oh. who is she to lay her hands on talent like that? I don't know about that. Okay, I took it too far. But still. Up next, uh, you had New yeah. Day coming out, cutting a promo about becoming the six-time WWE Tag Team Champions, or SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Big E, for whatever reason, made a threesome reference. So maybe they are, like, slowly but surely getting rid of that PG rating? Maybe they're giving him a little bit. Well, SmackDown's moving to Fox. Yeah. So maybe they'll give him a four, uh, whatever a TV 14 rating. Yeah, uh, D. Bry and Rowan cut them off. Uh, Xavier Woods questioned Rowan. They're like, we want to hear from you. Like, you're always being told what to do by other people. Bray Wyatt, who, by the way, we haven't seen in weeks, just his characters. Yeah, um, but I like that, though. Uh, yeah, so he's like Bray Wyatt, then it was Harper, now it's Daniel Bryan. And then eventually Heavy Machinery came out and promised the uh, new champions on Sunday. And Otis is like, by the way, if you don't know it, I'm coming. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> New Day were so confused. They were like, what does that mean also? Brandon doesn't get it, neither do we. No. <laughs> but as far as the actual match, it was a triple threat match. Otis picking up the victory over Daniel Bryan and Xavier Woods. I think the uh, the biggest spot of this match was Otis hitting a double stalling suplex on both Xavier Woods and Daniel Bryan at the same time. Love, that was awesome. Love Otis. He's the man. The uh, something that really ticks me off here is you have Rowan get involved with Big E and Tucker. They kind of like team up and then like fight kind of on the outside verbally. Ref goes out, throws them from ringside, which I get. I get that. But then they reset the match. And I cannot stand hearing we're going to reset when we get back from commercial break. In regards to a double WWE champion, uh, not championship match, just a match in general. Yeah, we've heard that I, so often in recent history. It's really getting annoying how often and how much they're uh, doing this. It's like, I don't understand it. Like, why do you have to say we're going to reset? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so up next, backstage, Mandy and Sonya Deville cut Ember Moon off at catering, and they told her to find a tag team partner and said they'll face her next week. Who could her tag team partner be? Who could it be now? It's going to be her Bailey. other personality. Could it be Liv Morgan, maybe? Or That would be cool. It's nice uh, There's not really any like single competitors. On Mm -mm. SmackDown that I could think. I mean, I thought Naomi, she's on Raw. She's teaming with Bailey for a hot second, right? Uh, Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Teaming with Natty as well. Yeah. But uh, so we'll find out next week who will be Ember Moon's tag team partner to face Fire and Desire. If there's it's Asuka. It's that doesn't make sense. What kind of stupid suggestion is that? (laughs) Sorry, my bad. Got to mute my uh, microphone. He forgot about the Kabuki Warriors, even though we just spoke about them. Hey, no, I didn't. I didn't forget about the Kabuki Warriors. Why would it be Asuka? Because it's a way. It's a way for Asuka and. uh, Why would Asuka go out of her tag team with Kyrie Sane when she's focused on winning the SmackDown Women's Tag Team Championships? 
because it's one match. It's not for the title, and it allows Asuka to get her hands on them earlier. Ah. So that so that's why that's why I'm thinking about it because also you have the back the history of Ember Moon with Asuka. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that everything's gonna that that would be a good way for Asuka to get her hands on the oh, uh, the icon. No. Okay, so okay. I mean, my, it doesn't oh, mean my, that, oh, hell doesn't no mean was Sane, doesn't mean Sane can't be at ringside, but it's a way for Asuka to get her hands on them. I think realistically, it's probably Carmella. My oh hell no was Charlotte Flair, and <laughs> oh. outside, <laughs> outside. I mean, there's Lana, there's Liv Morgan, there's Mickey James, who I think is injured, and that's it as far as. I mean, Zelina Vega could, well, no, she's a heel. So it's either Carmella or um, Liv Morgan or Charlotte Flair, which I hope it's not Flair. It just wouldn't make sense to be Flair. It wouldn't make sense for anyone. But Oh, hell no. <laughs> but up next was a, uh interview of sorts with Aleister Black about Extreme Rules. And they were like, both the, the contract is signed for his match on Sunday. Uh, and then it turns out that the opponent who knocked on his door was Mr. Roper. That's a Three's Company reference. Just kidding. With Cesaro. I'll just leave, I guess. Which I, I, I think, Nobody I think that it's great that it is, uh. I just don't get it. Well, I, I get it because, I mean, I was trying to figure out people to, uh, two weeks ago. And Cesaro was one of the first people that I put out there. I think it's a good way because Cesaro's looking for competition. Yeah, but what's and annoying is that he's on Raw and Alistair Black is I, on SmackDown. SmackDown. He has yet to debut on SmackDown. And exactly. his very first match on SmackDown is against a Raw superstar. And, and most likely it's going to be a victory against a Raw superstar. It's just so annoying. And, and also, before this interview of sorts, you had an Ali promo about how he's here to fight. If he's here to fight, why is he not the one knocking on Aleister Black's door? It could maybe you didn't know what door it was. <laughs> it could have easily been a two hundred five live person trying to prove themselves to knock on the door. I maybe it's the Eddie Miefi. Yeah, yeah. Hello, they were Buddy working. Murphy. They were working live events together. Why was it not Buddy Murphy? And give Buddy well, no, because I, I think you're gonna have to have Black win unless you have like some sort of dusty finish of sorts. I hate using no, terms I, like that. There, there's no way that, that Black is not winning his first match. Absolutely not. And that could be a good guy. That could be the light to the dark that is, uh, you know, Kofi Kingston. That could yeah, be but the then person what is, that takes style from him. What is Cesaro doing? This? Also, they're both heels, basically, at this point. It's just a just friendly competition. Yeah, the, the heel stuff I kind of... But what, is this, what does this leave for Cesaro? He loses, then he just goes back to Raw and, what, No Way Jose again? Yeah, no way, Jose, and then losing to Ricochet again. Well, up next, Shelton Benjamin was again interviewed about a match that he wasn't in or cared about, and he did the eye thing where he's looking all over the place, and he goes, well, and walks off. So at least he's being used, I guess, but (laughs) I don't know where this leads to with Shelton Benjamin. It should be leading to a championship, which Shelton Benjamin should have by now, but... Dude, Kofi Kingston versus Shelton Benjamin. That would be an awesome main event. Dude, that would be so good. 
especially yeah. especially dude because before Kofi Kingston it was Shelton Benjamin with the uh like the ladder matches and everything with all the cool ladder spots that'd be I, sick Shelton versus Kofi in a ladder match well that's not definitely not going to happen at SummerSlam but the main event of SmackDown saw Roman Reigns taking on Dolph Ziggler, Shane O'Mac on commentary, Elias and Drew McIntyre ringside, uh, which McIntyre gets involved, kind of shoves Roman Reigns into the ring post. Yep. Um, Roman Reigns dives to the outside, hits, uh, takes out Elias and McIntyre eventually. And Shane McMahon's in the ring looking over the the mess that occurred outside of it kevin owens runs through the crowd hits a stunner huge pop love i this like that stunner the crowd went crazy for reigns gets up into the gets back into the ring ziggler tries to hit the zigzag he shakes it off shakes it off and roman reigns (laughs) hits a really picture perfect spear on Dolph Ziggler here. The crowd was so hot for the finish of this match. I thought it was great. I totally agree with you. The finish of this match reminded me so much of that Stone Cold Steve Austin attitude era. I think just because of the stunner involvement. But even still, the reaction of the crowd reminded me of the attitude era where you had that stunner. The, you had Kevin Owens portraying Stone Cold. You had Shane McMahon portraying Vince McMahon. Uh, Kevin Owens I mean, comes in just from... just be partaking. I mean... Per- Portraying Vince playing, Shane playing McMahon. the role as Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, I was, he, he could just be Shane McMahon. Stone Cold also used yeah, to attack it, Shane. Yeah, but the way that it took place, it was so great because all eyes were on Roman Reigns, what's going on outside, and then Shane McMahon's in the ring, and then out of nowhere, you get the stunner. He finally he got his hands on him, and then that led to the finish of the match. That it's, was such a great and well-written ending. It's weird because, like, you're writing Kevin Owens into a storyline with Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns and Undertaker's in that storyline too. So I don't know, like, well, I, I mean, let's not forget uh, Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. They do have history, no? Well, Shane McMahon, I mean, Kevin Owens and Vince do kind of, but yeah, I, he I did. He did bloody him up. Also, I mean, it's it's a no holds barred match at the pay per view, so Kevin Owens could definitely get involved here. Stunners all around. Yeah. No, he wouldn't. He would cut off the Undertaker. You never know. No way. All right. Well, let's get into prediction time for the second time on the show. At the Uh, Wells Fargo Center. I had this written down today, Brandon. Oh, oh, go on, by all means. At the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, we have WWE Extreme Rules. Got some pre-show matches where the Revival will be Defending their tag team titles against the Usos. Is that on I'm the saying, kickoff? I believe so. I don't know. Let's just, there's 10 matches. Let's just go through them. Regardless, that's for ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out of what the pre-show matches are or not. I'm going so Dash said, and Dawson. Okay. Dave? Um, let's see. Who did you pick? Dash uh, and Dawson. Yeah, we picked the Revival. Revival? Uh, uh. Yeah, Revival, Corporation all the way. All right, in a last man standing match, it's going to be Braun Strowman against Bobby Lashley. Lashley. Thanks, Dave. We we were at one point on the same page. 
Yeah. Paige uh, here. I'm saying <laughs> Braun. I'm gonna go with Braun Strowman too. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm gonna say Lashley. I, that's probably a stupid thing, but it's so stupid to pick Bobby Lashley. But I'm going with Lashley. All right. Uh, the United States title will be on the line when Ricochet defends against AJ Styles. I'm saying AJ Styles. I'm going to – ooh, this is a tough one. Brandon, who you got? I'm going to say Ricochet. I'm going to go – this is for the title, right? Yeah, it would make I'm sense gonna... for AJ to win because he's now with the club. The club runs the show, but – Oh, by the way, we didn't even discuss it. Allegedly, it's saying that Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows just signed brand new five-year contracts at WWE. Hey, that's that's pretty cool. That's I'm happy. why this push has happened. I mean, like, I mean, and remember all the rumors like about Guns and Gallows are leaving. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's rumors about all of them leaving at some point. But um, I'm gonna go with Ricochet. Nice. Okay, I'll write that down. Um, Alistair Black will be facing off against Cesaro. I think we could say across the board it's going to be Alistair Black. Yeah, there's and that stinks, but yeah, Alistair Black. This that may be the match of the night, though. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. May, Brandon, may I? Oh yeah, Alistair Black. I was going to say, may I introduce the next one? Yeah, sure. For the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships, the team of Daniel Bryan and Rowan, the current WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Versus the New Day, Big E, and Xavier Woods taking on Heavy Machinery, Otis, and Tucker. I'm going to say D. Brian Rowan, but I'm very I'm gonna, much so looking forward to Heavy Machinery here. I'm going to go with D. Uh, D. Brian Rowan for retaining as well. Okay, and I'm going to say Heavy Machinery. I would, I see, I wouldn't mind having them as champions, but I feel like there's more to do with Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Cause like if they lose, then what happens with them? That's the thing. Yeah. I feel sorry, Chris. No, no, go, go, go. I was going to say like, I feel like Rowan and Daniel Bryan, they have been doing a great job, especially Daniel Bryan on the mic uh, in uh, describing the tag team division and really starting to push it forward. But then again, and... there's no, I mean, if heavy machinery wins, there's no, there's really no teams. Like, I don't know what next match of the, the championships well, would be. Well, what happens if Heavy Machinery versus Debray and Rowan is the follow-up to this match? See, that I wouldn't mind. It's, and then have Heavy Machinery go over at SummerSlam. Exactly. Like, I mean, you could have them in a tag, like normal tag team match outside of having that extra tag team in there and then have them go over. This could easily split up into just pairing the two tag teams up with each other. Yeah. For the WWE Cruiserweight Championship, champion Drew Gulak defending against Tony Nese. I'm saying Gulak. Yeah. Gulak. It's in Philadelphia, his hometown. Yeah, it's got to be Gulak, hometown hero. Um, All right. Back-to-back nights booked. Yeah, that's right. He'll be be right across the street. Yeah. Afterwards. All right. Next up. John Sterling. In a handicap match for the WWE Women's Championship, SmackDown Women's Championship, sorry, I took a day off, Bailey. (laughs) (laughs) 
Bailey will be defending the title against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. I'm, I'm going saying Alexa. Okay. Bailey. You know what? Yeah, um, I'm going to go Bailey too. I. This I could only imagine that this is where the entire Alexa Bliss turning on Nikki Cross becomes the thing. Uh, where like Nikki Cross has that moment where she re- she realizes that Alexa Bliss hasn't had her back that entire time. So I'm going to go with Bailey. Or maybe it happens after Sasha Banks and Bailey defeat Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross at the Nassau Coliseum on Monday Night Raw. Which, right. by the way, by the way, uh, you're not going. No. Yeah, you'll get a ticket today. No, I won't. You, you, you all should get tickets for. I have I'll to say, awake, brother. I was very disappointed in the fact that last week on Monday. WWE broke the news. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. About what? That, that, no, no, I was going to say, <laughs> how did you do that? <laughs> I, I love that. It's like he's about to spoil something. Wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. No, no, no. Okay. For this past Monday, as per Sports Illustrated, we're going to be seeing Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins taking on Andrade and Zelina Vega. That was Monday. Last Wednesday, we broke that news, basically, if you want to call it breaking news. We said that before Sports Illustrated. Credit us. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Can we get through uh, next matches? Did we, all the pick, di- did we pick the WWE Women's SmackDown yeah. Women's Championship match? Yes, we did. Yeah. So for the WWE Championship, champion Kofi Kingston defending his title against Samoa Joe. I'm saying Kofi. Kofi Kingston is the winner in this one. Yeah, I'm picking Kofi. All right. A no-holds-barred tag team match. The Undertaker... And Roman Reigns taking on Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Taker, Reigns. This <laughs> yeah, is going to be a great match. It's got to be Taker. Um, yeah, Taker, uh, Taker Reigns. Wait, actually, fun. what happens if Undertaker turns on Reigns and sides with Shane? Corporate Real, ministry like, is back. Exactly. <laughs> throw, throw back to corporate ministry. Oh, oh man. I don't see that happening, which, by the way, uh, they're calling it, I believe, the first time ever that they're tag teaming. July 7th, 2018, saw that match at the Garden. Undertaker Undertaker and Roman Reigns teamed up with Braun Strowman to take on Elias, Kevin Owens, and Baron Corbin, I believe. Call me foolish, but I'm switching over to Shane McMahon. All right, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to switch over to Shane McMahon. I'm going to say Taker loses. And then are you trying to tell me that, yeah, because Big Bill interrupts? You never know. <laughs> Summer you never know. 2000. Or no, better, even better yet, NXT Toronto, Undertaker versus uh, Goldberg. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Last up, Brandon Sterling. A last chance winners take all mixed tag extreme rules match. For the WWE Universal Championship and the WWE Raw Women's Championship, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, the champions, versus Baron Corbin 
and Lacey Evans. I gotta go with Seth and Becky here. Yeah, no, same way. Are are you know how they have couple uh, nicknames and stuff, right? Yeah. What would you think they're? Uh, I'm going Rollins and Becky. Should they have a tag team name at this point? They've have uh, they have a few I, uh, tag team matches under their belts. Literally. I don't. I, I kind of I wish that they went in that other direction where they teased that entire. There is that possibility that they yeah. lose, but I don't know why they didn't. And I could see uh, Becky Lynch facing off against Corbin in this. Maybe we'll get another low blow by Lacey Evans to Rollins. But yeah, Maybe. I think it should be a straightforward Rollins and Becky Lynch. Dude, if could you? I mean, is there any possible way we could see Baron Corbin win the Universal Championship? That would be awesome. I mean, I, I said there's. I said there's absolutely no way Baron Corbin's winning the WWE Universal Championship. That was at Super Showdown. I don't. I really don't think he'll become champion. But if he does, whatever. I'm fine with it. All right, good. I'm glad that you're fine with it. As long as Brandon's fine with it, I mean, uh, they, they should make sure you were fine with it. <laughs> I should have checked with you first. <laughs> um, and on that note, Dave does not have shameless plugs this week. Uh, so, Chris, me, who? Am I, what's my match of the week? Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Well, my match of the week this week comes from GCW Backyard Wrestling. It was Kid Suicide versus Claude Morrow Jr. Joey Janela versus Ruckus. Um, so go check that out on streaming services. If you can find this match, it was a lot of fun. GCW on the 4th of July did a backyard <laughs> wrestling show where they had a legit ring, three trampolines around it, and then a pool next to one of the trampolines. It was the most backyard thing I have ever seen, and it was fantastic. Did they, Especially, did they use the pool? Yeah, the pool was used. Like, everybody went underneath all three egos. Like, Schlock wrestled as El Schlocko. And then at the end of the match, they ripped off his mask and they realized it was it was schlock. That's funny. It was ridiculous. It's like they ripped off El Nino. They did. Oh my god! But like, if you're if you if you backyard wrestled in you know high school or whenever you did when you were younger, you would totally appreciate this entire event. It was awesome. And this match, just in general, I just sit there. I'm like, like they're doing this really crazy stuff. And it's a backyard show, and people are paying to watch this. It's outstanding. <laughs> anyway, Brandon, who are you shouting out? This is Miss Piggy, and you should be listening to moi instead of Brandon's shoutouts. Netflix gets the first shout-out uh, because there are so many great shows and movies on Netflix. It's almost crazy to think of a world without it these days. I, I kind of hate saying that, but it's really true yeah like there's no possible way like binge watching television just wouldn't exist i don't think without netflix no you're right you're absolutely right yeah it's awesome so it's kind of weird crazy watching how uh netflix just totally blew up yeah it changed from the dvd service to streaming service and now yeah, and everyone's yeah. like oh they're taking friends off oh they're taking the office off and it's like if you cared about it so much you'd own the dvds or blu-rays already so, and they're still available. Go out and purchase them. But the next shout out goes to Yes Theory. Uh, it's a YouTube channel. Their whole 
thing is about seeking discomfort. So like they spend uh, 24 hours in a city by themselves with no money, relying on the kindness of strangers and stuff. So I've been watching a bunch of their videos. They did uh, one, they, they bungee jumped with Will Smith somewhat recently. So it's cool. Check it out. Uh, and then the last shout out is going to Oni Lorcan versus Aria Davari from 205 yes. Live this week. Dude, it was an Anything Goes match, which I don't know if I've ever heard of an Anything Goes match before. But it was so good and so well done. At one point, you have the uh, the crowd chanting for tables, and Oni's like, you know what? I'm going to go under the ring. I'm going to get a table, and I'm going to bring it into the ring. Fans went crazy. It was, I thought it was a really, really good match. Check it out if you have not seen it. 205 Live is really great. Listen to Bailey. She knows what she's talking about. And those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... is right our mark out moment of the week i think um i i feel like it would have to maybe be for both of you a mark out moment of the week you guys were talking about backyard wrestling before with gcw oh yeah i know what you're about to talk about there is a championship that now exists in the real world for the world world trampoline wrestling yep that's right it has it is a real legitimate title the WTW Heavyweight Championship. Did you see it, Dave? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, Matt Post. Wait, the one that Matt posted? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. I totally marked out for it. And I wish that we had uh, clips of everything. I know neither of you were on the title. Nope. <laughs> and listen, I, I was the European and hardcore champion at the same time. I was just stuck to the hardcore division. That explains a lot right now. I I was going to write, be like, are you going to get a replica of the hardcore title next? Nah. <laughs> but yeah, so that I thought that was a cool pop for you guys. Um, also, Heath Slater challenged him for it. So maybe you guys are going to be working all Heathy, baby? Uh, uh, I'll say to our hardcore matches. Dude, I, you I, should 100% challenge Heath Slater. To a match. I know it's like so stupid, but <laughs> you'd be like, look at these jabrones. Look at these jab browns. Um you guys have any other markout moments? I know Justin yeah. Carino being on Monday Night Raw was really cool. I totally marked out for that. I also totally marked out because I had another patient uh bring up uh pro wrestling. I forgot how it got brought up. But one of my patients like, hey, you like pro wrestling? Pretty much. I mean, uh she's in her sixties, uh, and she brought up something about pro wrestling and i made a joke and she was just like she brought up new uh new day and i'm like wait are we going there right now like are you talking about legit like pro wrestling and for the rest of her session yeah we like i did treatment and stuff but it was non-stop talking about pro wrestling and she was telling me about how she's a big fan of kofi kingston and she was describing to me she was trying to describe to me uh who I couldn't, we couldn't think of the wrestler, which ended up being Samoa Joe. And she was telling me, she's like, oh, he keeps on going around and he's, he's choking uh, Kofi and he's like, like around his throat. And I'm like, I cannot remember. But I marked out for the entire conversation. Uh, Chris, I did flash your photo 
uh, your encounter with Kofi Kingston. Oh, nice. Being a total mark, I was just like, yeah, check this out. This this is my friend, and this is him with Kofi Kingston. I know. She was totally jealous. Oh, but, that's awesome. I yeah, think uh, I totally Evolve having a commercial, or not a commercial, but like hype video on Raw yeah, and SmackDown was really cool. I marked out for that. Also, obviously, Kevin Owens doing the whole beginning and end of SmackDown was cool. Uh-huh. Uh, a bunch of stuff in Spider-Man, which I shall not discuss because it'd be a spoiler of sorts. I marked out for them playing Triple H's music at the Ducks game on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, I, mar- I marked out for uh, Alonzo. Pete Alonzo being the home run derby champion. Oh, that was – what an unbelievable home run derby that was. How What's much? You- how much fun was that? It was fun. What's your take? Do you like the way that it is right now, or do you like the old school stat of the 10, 10 hits? 10 pitches. I like this. I like this one. Why? What is this one? This one, you have five minutes to hit as many dingers as oh, you can. Oh yeah, yeah. It's kind of like uh, and you get practice. thirty extra. If you get, and you get thirty extra seconds if you hit um, two or more of four hundred and forty feet. Oh, I I couldn't I didn't understand why some people were getting the thirty, some weren't. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense because it takes longer to get there. Yeah. Um. Oh. I lost money on that home run derby. Kind of. How much was the buy-in? Twenty-five bucks. A buddy of mine every a, a buddy of mine every single year does a, a home run derby pool. You throw twenty-five bucks in, eight people randomly picked. Everybody gets uh, somebody, and then they go from there. So Pete Alonso, I had. Ronald Acuna Jr. and Pete Alonso knocked me out. <laughs> and then I had a side bet. My buddy who uh, had Pete Alonso and I said, he's like, oh, you want a side bet? And I said, yeah, what about a bottle of whiskey? Uh, you know, X amount. He goes, you're on. Because Acuna put up, what, 25 in the first round? Yeah. Like, I think so. I, I was pretty confident on that. But, you know, I did the uh, the good old Dan and go all in on the first hand in poker. Oh, man. And, uh, Pit me in the butt. That was great. Uh, oh, Vlad. Vlad, dude. Yeah. Which, 29, the 29. Way, Jerry Seinfeld, I know this isn't batting, but he threw a perfect strike right down the middle. Yeah. So yeah, I, you, you could sign him to a Mets relief pitch, and it's an improvement. <laughs> That's what I was like. Yo, the Mets were like whoops or something the next night. I was like, you should have signed Jerry Seinfeld. I, I like I got worried. I'm actually surprised that Alonso won because that first round where he hit 13, I was just like his cousin – is giving him such crummy pitches. It, he he would have been better giving Edwin Diaz. Uh, what team? There. What teams his cousin play for? I don't think his cousin does play. Yeah, none. So, but it's like wait, every wait, year. Hold on. What? Explain this to me. Why is somebody that's not playing in? I think just sentimental they, value because they. Yeah, they get to choose their pitchers. What? Yeah, like sometimes. Yeah, yeah, sometimes like somebody. What? I think they, I. I forgot who, but somebody had their dad pitched to them. Bryce Harper do they last choose, year. Do they choose their catchers too? No. Does everyone get to choose their pitcher? Yeah. Yo, yeah. I would be like, hello, uh, I don't know, Kofi Kingston, you want to pitch me some balls? <laughs> what up, Mark? Dude, you know how cool that you'd be, you would 100% like you'd be set, like you'd be all over www.com. You're in like a complete losing streak with the Mets, and you're gonna be like the number one person, which he is now. Yeah. But uh, speaking of a big time markout moment of the week, 
WWE announced that for the first time in, in forever, almost I, ten years. Love that song. And over ten oh, years Patty. for Raw and SmackDown, they are returning to the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, <laughs> for Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Brandon's in September. The week. Leading to Clash of Champions, uh, the week leading to the Triple A event at Madison Square Garden, um, and you know it's kind of a big deal because they're making you sign up to become a verified Ticketmaster or whatever for pre-sale. Yeah. So uh, that's dude. Like it. It feels like yesterday that they were there for TV, but at the same time, it doesn't. Maybe because they, I mean, they had Survivor Series 2011 there. They had the event in 2015 that was like the live event turned into a live event on the network. Mm -hmm. But the last time that they were at Madison Square Garden for Monday Night Raw was the whole segment where it was Roddy Piper supposed to take on Vince McMahon, which Randy Orton comes out, stops it, starts beating down, um, Roddy Piper, and then Kofi Kingston makes the save. It's that huge, like, that big moment at Madison Square Garden where Kofi and Randy Orton brawl through the stands and Kofi puts him, he does the boom drop through the table in the in the crowd. Yeah. Which it's like he should have been champion right then and there, but it didn't happen. And 10 years later, almost 10 years later, he's WWE champion. So that's yeah, pretty cool. Wild. The main event of that show was Jericho versus DX versus uh, John Cena and Undertaker. So Undertaker's still working. J uh, wow. Was Jericho that really the last working? time? Yeah, for uh, for a TV show, yeah. SmackDown oh. was April of that year, 2009, I believe. But like I said, the last pay-per-view that they did, where it did there was Survivor Series, November 2011. Yeah. But it's awesome. I'm looking forward to... <laughs> I feel like back. out of breath just talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so give me a cigarette. Forward to the garden. That was a yeah. Becky Lynch impression. It was terrible, but yeah. So that's our show that for this week. Marking out 440. We thank you for listening on markingout.com and all of your podcasting applications. Facebook.com slash markingout, Twitter.com slash markingout, Instagram.com slash markingout11, YouTube.com slash markingout11. Markingout1 at gmail.com. Follow also, me on Twitter. Before you go into the Twitters and stuff, I want to speculate. Already? Well, I, before you get into our personal Twitters, I just wanted to speculate that I'm, I'm going to say maybe Hulk Hogan will be at Monday Night Raw at the Coliseum on Monday. I would, I would totally mark out. <laughs> there, okay, so I was expecting a WW2K20 announcement this week. There wasn't. So it has to be coming soon. You have the pay-per-view on Sunday. All eyes should be on Monday Night Raw the next night. You maybe announce a, uh, you know, special guest is supposed to be there or something, and then maybe Hogan's on, like, the collector's edition or something. Split between him, Edge, Kurt Angle, Undertaker, who knows. I would mark out for any legend to be there. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter, Chris Dog, <laughs> Brandon on Twitter, BTTG161, Dave on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore Mo. We wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors.
have a fantastic week.